I don't want to sidetrack myself with what I feel the Lord. Uh, there'll be time to, to share those stories again. If you got your Bibles, judges, you can remain seated. Y'all been up and down. Judges, I know you would stand in honor of the word of the Lord. Judges chapter 11 and verse 1. Judges chapter 11 and verse 1. Now Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor. He was the son of a harlot. And Gilead begat Jephthah. And Gilead's wife bare him sons. And his wife's sons grew up and they thrust out Jephthah and said unto him, Thou shalt not inherit in our father's house, for thou art the son of a strange woman. Then Jephthah fled his brethren and dwelt in the land of Tob. And there were gathered vain men to Jephthah and went out. I want to read one more scripture. You don't have to turn there. I'll just read it. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them, that believed not, and when she had received the spies with peace. Verse 32. And what shall I say more? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel of the prophets. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness, were made strong, wax valid in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. I want to talk to you today about Jephthah. I want to talk to you about Jephthah. Jephthah is a, a unique unique character today. If you would, just you stay seated, but pray with me before we go into the word today. Jesus, I ask you today for your hand to rest upon us. Let your word go forth with an understanding and a clarity. And God, it's not just time we take up on Sunday, but let it be beneficial to the edifying, the building of the saints, the church of God, the hand of God to make very clear our direction and what you have for us. I pray today in Jesus' name we pray. Jephthah, uh, as I said, a very, very unique uh, character to say the least. And I don't say that to minimize the others. But yet his story, uh, his history and, and where he came from. And then to be listed in the what we call he, Hebrews chapter 11, the, the, the list or the hall of faith. Men that had been through great battles, but yet won great victories, and the component that they put in it was faith. But Jephthah, his backdrop and his history is what to me stood out and, and gave me a, a resounding hope uh, for, doesn't matter maybe where you've come from, but if you can put the faith in the right perspective, God can take even a bad past and turn it into a glorious future. He can take the things of yesterday that the enemy meant for harm and we willingly gave it to him through our 
sin or rebellion or whatever it may be and we're left now with the pieces of our own mistakes or our own errors or things that we did not do or not of our own accord. But yet in all of that, God does his most beautiful work with somebody that can take faith and not apply it or look at where we are but say, God, I put it in you and I know that you can turn something good out of this. I I reluctantly didn't give my title at the beginning, but now I'm into it that I would want to share with you my, my, my feelings. And it would be simply from the thought, he filled in the blanks. He filled in the blanks. You see, life is a journey. And I know that people take that beyond uh, its context sometimes. That we're elusively just floundering around in life with no meaning and no purpose. And that may be for some, but for those that have put their faith in God, God clearly directs the path. He says it like this, the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. What he's saying to you and I is this, that when you and I put our faith in God, our direction is ordered in what our next step is. For you and I that may not know what tomorrow holds, God already has tomorrow planned out. God has already planned out your tomorrow. Now you and I might not know what tomorrow holds, but in tomorrow He's already there. And the steps of you and I are ordered. As long as I stay in sync with Him, God's going to take care of tomorrow when I get there. In an hour now when fear is so rampant and And the hopelessness wants to paralyze even the church. Folks, back in the day, you wouldn't experience these kind of messages. You hear more messages now on fear, hope, the mind than ever before. Why? Because it's the entranceway that the enemy is trying to come into the church and try to attack the people of God. Why? Because the people of God are the influencing factors that keep hell back and keep the darkness from coming in. And if he can attack me in your mind, I'm going to say it again. Your steps are already ordered. Fear doesn't have to dominate you. That worry doesn't have to dominate you. If you and I put our faith in him, It astounds me at Jephthah's Hebrews 11 account because when I get into it here in a minute, it shocked me, Brother Charlie, because they lit 32, put it up there for me, Sister Lord. He got thrown into the middle of the great greats. Okay, we did all, go read 11. It's all Moses and Red Sea and that's great. But in 32, Brother Ed, it encapsulates the greatest of them. David, Samuel. Two of the most greatest, the greatest king Israel ever had. And Samuel, the greatest prophet that he said that even the words, not one word of Samuel's mouth, it fell to the ground dead. And in the middle of the greatest of greats, Brother Charlie, you find Jephthah. You could have just done it like this. Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Scott. Come on, won't you just get on? Quit thinking you all that. Put your name in there. 
Because if you've been living for God for a long time, trust me, there's mistakes you and I have made even in living for God or not living for God. And Jephthah gives you and I hope that God knows how to fill in the blanks and put some, put you and I in where we need to be when we don't deserve to be. Let's get honest. You and I don't deserve to be here today. COVID could have taken you out. Hurricane could have taken you out. Cancer could have taken you out. The IRS could have taken you out. But you didn't and you're still here. You and I don't deserve to feel what we feel. We don't deserve to see the goodness of God. But somewhere in you and I, we've got a little bit of faith that says, I'm still here. I ain't giving up yet. I'm still in church today. I might not feel like it in my body. I might not feel good in my mind. But I'm going to lift my hands regardless of what I feel like. Because God has been good to me. And Jephthah, in the middle, come on, everybody knows Samson. The man of great strength. These are people that we have looked to. And I think what we've done many times, Brother Ken, we've looked to David and said, oh, I want, I've said it, David's like my hero, him and Timothy, I love him. And David, man, I want to be like David. David said, my heart is fixed on thee, O Lord. Has a heart planted for the water. I, I patterned everything after David. But here's what's happened, Brother Ed. Micah. I find myself short of being like David. When the battle comes, I find myself going, ooh, I'm not sure. I want to be like David and pick up a sword and say, let's fight. Let's go into the battle. But Brother Charlie, I find myself sometimes not quite acting like David or a Samson. I know I got the power. I know I got the goods. But sometimes I get a little scared. (laughs) Come on, anybody want to get honest today? Sometimes I don't feel this big, big shot. I don't feel like I got everybody on my side. I don't feel like I got angels by me ringing bells of heaven and saying, hey, I'm going to get you through it. Sometimes I feel by myself. I feel like nobody might understand. Because you see, God knows how to fill in blanks though. When I can't fill them in. He knows just what I need to help me in whatever I may go through. See, Jephthah was a fill-in-the-blanker. That's a good word. (laughs) Well, you can take that the wrong way, but we ain't going down that road today. (laughs) He was a fill-in-the-blank. Here you got this. And notice, there ain't none of 32 that's in chronological order. Because God, Ain't looking at how long you've been in here and how long. He'll take somebody that just started out living for God and rise them to an occasion and use them to somebody that's been living for God for since Methuselah. Don't you go nowhere. Keep on living them hundred years. He's trying to show you and I in verse 32, I'll take them out of. Chronological order. 
You've been living for God forever. That doesn't minimize God using you because he used a David that did it right. But he's trying to show you and I in verse 32. I'll take, I'll take it out of order. And I'll put one up and I'll put one down. I'll strengthen one and I'll let one be weak. And what God's trying to say, the factor in it all, you just got to keep your faith in him. Don't let the enemy steal your faith. Don't let the enemy tell you God don't care. Don't let the enemy tell you wrong gets by. Wrong never gets by. And fear never triumphs faith beats it all I wish I had that quote I saw y'all showed me what our president said our current president said about the faith beats all what was that thing about government or something it was such a profound statement regardless of who you follow I'm not after that I'm after the statement of faith What he's trying to say and what I believe is faith triumphs everything. Faith can triumph reality. Reality says, I'll never be healed. They don't have a cure for cancer. Faith steps back and says, you know what? I see it from God's perspective. That cancer's already gone. That darkness is already gone. God looks at your depression and says, it's already gone. You don't have to be on Prozac. You don't have to be on a medication. I can heal you. I'm telling you get off. You stay where you are. But you keep believing that God will heal you. And God will touch you. Because he's a healer. He's a deliverer. And it doesn't matter how long you've been living for God. If you've been living for God for a long time. Or just a short time. Faith makes the playing field even. It makes it even. Because it does somebody, me, help. I wasn't raised in it. I don't have what you got. You were there when you heard all these people preach at camp meeting 30, 40, 50 years ago. I wasn't there. I don't have that. But when you throw in faith, faith says it's an even playing field. You don't have to be there, Benoit. As long as you put faith in me, I'll do what I did for him 40 years ago. I'll do for you today. And what I do for you today, I'll do for you. Faith makes it even. Faith is no respecter of persons. It's just a matter of you using it. That's it. You just got to use it. You can't let faith sit on a shelf. James talks about it, and we're going to get back to James. I can't wait. We ain't going to get to chapter 4 anytime soon, but we're going to get back to 122. James said, faith without works is dead. Don't let your faith sit on the shelf. You say, Benoit, I don't know what else to do. Just lift your hands. Just lift your voice. Just be faithful to the house of God. Just worship Him every day. Live for Him every day. That's faith. You might not be screaming from the mountaintop. You might not be doing backflips on the back of the pew. But faith says, I'm still here. I ain't got a great past. I got a lot of mistakes. I've done it all wrong. I might not be a David. I might not be a Samson. I might not be a Gideon. I'm a Jephthah. That comes from a messed up past, a messed up family, a messed up home in a messed up world. But I got a God that's able to put it all back together and faith is what activates it see oh it don't take all that you ain't got to get all that excited Benoit y'all some weird people you better watch out I'm gonna get them rattlesnakes that's what they think about us anyway 
<laughs> I told you I'm having fun today. Living for God should be fun, Sister Peggy. Living for God should be joyous. I'm going to prove it to you in Scripture if I get there. Living for God, Brother Ed, should be exciting. Not just a bunch of emotionalism. My excitement comes from this, Sister Becky. God never failed me. I've been living for him for I don't know how many years. He ain't never failed me one time. He ain't never dropped the ball on me. My prayers might not. Watch me. My prayers might not God have answered. See, we think because God ain't answered our prayer, God don't care. Or God don't hear. Or God don't work. No, what you're trying to say is you want God to be your Santa Claus. We want a genie in the bottle, Brother Savon. Give me what I want. And God says, no. You're not getting what you want until you start, oh, until you start acting right. Quit acting like a little three-year-old kid. When you act like you're supposed to act, I'll begin to move things in your benefit. Because God's all about trusting you and I. And he's only going to trust us at the level that we can handle what he's got for us. In the midst of Hebrews 11, great men, you got this fella by the name. It don't fit, Brother Savon. I've read that. And, and, and I know David, he messed up with Bathsheba. And I know Samson played around with Delilah. And I know Barak, what he did. And I know Gideon was a chicken. Now Samuel, he's pretty good. The only thing Samuel really messed up on, he kept whining over Saul. And God said, shut up, quit whining, get up and grow up. But now Jephthah, Jephthah. Now, I'm going to go back to that, Sister Lauren. But flip me to Judges 11 again. And this is what I thought was so amazing. And this is what gave me hope. Now Jephthah. Gileanite, which comes from the tribe of Manasseh. The tribe of Manasseh was the least of all the tribes. It was the one that always had an inferiority complex. I should have got five amens right there because y'all don't want to get honest. An inferiority complex. I just ain't never good enough. I'll never amount to nothing. My family is the least of all the families. That's an inferiority complex. Manasseh had an inferiority complex. And that transferred down to them. I'll never be good enough. I'll never, never. Go read. Go read a Joshua where they're trying to get the land. Manasseh tried to step in. I want more. And he said, okay, get to work then. The way you conquer your, over, your inferiority complex is you go to work. I'm not talking about working a job. You go to work in the kingdom of God. And you let God validate you and not man. Our struggle is we're looking for man's validation. We look for that in marriage. I need your approval. Yes, you do need approval. Me and you ain't married, but you get my point. I need your validation, husband to wife. I need you to... But see, there comes a point where I got to live for God regardless of what you validate me. And the way that my inferiority complex goes away is I work in the kingdom of God. You show me people working for the kingdom of God, I'll show you people confidence in their God. The lack of confidence in God and God's word is because we lack the confidence or we lack the ability to work in the kingdom of God. 
God is calling us in this hour, every man, woman, child. And this story of Jephthah gives hope to people like me and others that are here today that you don't come from the greatest background. You aren't raised in a royal house of a king or a president or a preacher or a a great saint prayer warrior. You were raised in a different atmosphere. Not meaning it was bad. It's just it wasn't conducive to your living for God. And God is calling men and women. It doesn't matter your background. And he gave us Hebrews 33 or 32 to show you and I. I'm looking for the Davids, but I'm looking for the Jephthahs too. And I'll fill in the blank in the in-between. I need Davids. I need Samsons. But don't throw away the Don't throw away the prostitute. Don't throw away the drug addict. Don't throw away the suicide person. Don't throw away the adulterer. Come on, somebody. Do we still believe that God heals the adulterer? That God heals the fornicator? That God heals the child molester? I'm going to say that one. God still heals the child molester. Don't mean they're going to get in the pulpit. Don't get nervous. But they still can be saved. There's only one that I read about, and that's blasphemy against the Holy Ghost, that you ain't got a chance. But to them... Jephthahs. God's ready to fill in some blanks for somebody here today that your past ain't been great. You ain't really done what you needed to do. But the Holy Ghost is trying to encourage you and I. We're right there with a David and we're right there with a Samson if you just put your faith. I'm not excusing what we've done in yesterday. I was wrong. I was disobedient. I put it under the blood and asked God to forgive me. But once it's under the blood, it's time to start walking like a child of God. It's time to start walking like a kid that I know who my daddy is. He forgave me. He washed me. He healed me and delivered me. So condemnation that just beats the snot out of us. You ain't good enough. You ain't never going to be good enough. I'll never be good and I'm the preacher with the mic. We're going to make mistakes. But God's merciful. This is a twofold. And if God's merciful, me and you got to be merciful. We got to forgive one another and love one another. If God forgave us, I preached that last Wednesday. You need to get the podcast and listen to it. Every saint, every preacher, every individual. I wish I could broadcast it at a camp meeting, not because I deserve it, but it's a message we all need. We got to forgive and let God have its way because my forgiveness is based upon how I forgive others. Jephthah, Gileadite. Was a mighty man of valor. He had a messed up lineage. Watch. But he knew how to fight. And God's looking for people that don't fight with one another. No fighting over here. But God's looking for people that know how to fight in the spirit for the things of God. And the purpose of God. See, he might be misdirected. But he had a component that God says, if I can get a hold of him and keep his, he got faith. If I can get a hold of his faith, I'll fill in the blanks in his days to come. Oh, y'all, that's just good snot and preaching. It helped me understand. 
sisters, men. Because so much of my life, I've gone to God. And I said, sister, I, I, God, you want to do that with me? And I'll go, ooh, I can't do that. I'm afraid, Lord. I, I, I don't have what it takes, God. I don't have what, what you, you, you mean you want me to be a prayer warrior? You mean you want me to be a preacher? That was my biggest struggle, Sister Linda. Ask her. I said, you got to be crazy. I cannot preach. I cannot talk to people. I'm an introvert. And here's what God said. You're Jephthah. Just walk and let me fill in the blanks. Your faith is what will take you into your tomorrow. I'm not looking at your qualifications. I'm not looking at how good you've been. I'm not looking at how smart you are. I'm not looking at your ability. I'm looking at a faith element in you. It might not be refined. It might. I'm preaching to somebody right now so strong in the Holy Ghost. You're looking at everything happened in your yesterday. You're looking at all the mix-ups and mess-ups and things you've said and things you've done. You've gotten there. I could go down the line for you. And God gave me this to remind you. Let him fill in the blanks. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. You got faith. That's why you're here. You've got faith in God. That's why you came. Just keep walking and let God fill in your blanks for tomorrow. Well, I don't know how I'm going to be a missionary. I don't know how I'm going to be a I don't know how I'm going to live for God. Let me tell you the easiest way to live for God, Brother Dale. One day at a time. Ooh, that's real deep. One day at a time. Tomorrow might not be a good day. But you see, here's what me and you got. Faith. That says this. Tomorrow may be a bad day when I wake up. But I got faith that says, God will fill in the blanks. God's going to make up the difference for the day. God's going to do stuff I can't do. He's going to make a way where I can't make a way. He's going to make a contact that I can't make a contact. He's going to get that bill paid when I can't get it paid. He's going to get that friend worked out, friendship worked out when I can't get it worked out. He's going to get that marriage worked out when I can't get it worked out. When Dobson ain't helping and Oprah ain't helping and Dr. Phil ain't helping. Somewhere in all this, we got to look back at God and say, God, I put my faith in you. Bring my marriage through. Bring my family through. Bring my kids through. And he'll fill in the blanks if I keep going. I feel the Holy Ghost today trying to help somebody. You want to throw away your Rolodex. Time, what's that thing we used to use? Them flip things with management time. I can't use that in God's economy. I can use that to pay my bills. But in God's economy, he leaves that day open. And you and I need to leave tomorrow open. Because what if in the middle of the day, he says, pull the car over on the side of the road. I'm fixing to visit you in your car. And you're going to talk in tongues like you did when you first got it. Like you ain't never done it before. And the power of the glory of God's going to move in your car. See, that's him filling in the blanks. You don't know what you're going to do with that children's situation. You don't know what you're going to do with your nerves and your stress. But in the middle of it, just let God fill in the blanks. And he'll bring to you what you need. This ain't predicated on how good you are. It's predicated on how faithful you are to the word of God. Not excluding obedience. 
You and I both know it don't take rocket scientists. We got to be obedient to the word of God. We're not obedient, we're lost. It's just that simple. And if we don't believe that, then, then we're wasting time. But we believe that. I'm preaching to people here today, you're obedient. You've lived for God. You've trusted God. But the enemy always reminds you, you're the Jephthah in the group. You're the Jephthah. You're the one that's got inferiority complexes. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> oh, musicians, y'all kind of, y'all need to kind of come because if not, I'm going to preach another hour. <laughs> I'm going to get straight to the point. Chachi, here's what he said, Brother Tyrone. She was the, he was the son of a harlot. Does that not do anything for some of you? For me, Brother McNabb, he was the son, his daddy. Oh, and what makes it worse, all the brothers got the same mama and daddy. He's the only one that daddy tripped out on mama. He left. God was a harlot and Jephthah's born. Can you imagine the weight of Jephthah? I don't fit. I don't belong. I'm not accepted. I'm preaching to somebody right now. You come to church. I don't fit. I don't belong. I'm not accepted. I don't have this. I don't have that. I'm not like this one. I'm not like that one. You better thank God you and I ain't like that one. Because that one that you're comparing to may be a card you just might not have all their stuff in order. They may be maxed out on credit cards and you don't even know it. But we compare. And he's trying to say, this old boy come from a harlot, an inferior insecurity complex. Next verse. And here's what makes it worse. And they kicked him out. His family didn't even want him. He said, get out. They threw him out. So he's dealing with all of this. Now, I didn't have that. My family didn't kick me out. But can you imagine the backdrop of Jephthah? Nothing going for him. Family don't want him. Family relationships. His mama ain't the mama of the brothers. And it's... See, y'all think dysfunctional families, that term that's come out, families have been in, under attack for years. It's nothing new. Watch. They said, get out. You ain't getting our inheritance. Next verse. And this is my close. And Jephthah fled from his brethren and dwelt in the land of Tob. Sounds like a candy bar. Come on, y'all so deep right now. Come on out with me. Y'all thinking, where's Benoit going? My God, he's like a ping pong ball. He went to Tob. Tob. And there were gathered vain men. You know who the vain men? The vain men means adventurers. Another translation for vain men means people looking for something to do but not having nothing to do. They had nothing to do. They were bored. And God sent them a man of faith with a messed up path, past to give them something to do. Because if you read later, they rally together, they go against the Ammonites, they beat them, he's victorious, and he becomes a judge, Jephthah does, with this group of men. 
He takes the men that don't have no place. They don't know what to do. They're bored. We'd call it mischievous. They call it adventure. See how terms change? But here's the kicker on the whole story. They went to Tob. You know what Tob means? Anybody want to guess? Don't worry. I already looked it up. Cheerful. Cheerful. Restoring. The root word. Cheerful. What does that mean, Brother Larry? What are you, where are you at, Benoit? When you let God fill in. See, Jephthah got kicked out, ran out, disinherited. A mama was a prostitute and an inferiority complex. But he left and still find happiness through it all. You see, here's what, I'm, here's what Hebrews is trying to show you and I. You don't let what you've been through dictate your present faith. And Jephthah got ran out, but he went to Tob and found joy, cheerfulness, peace. And then you wonder, how could he fit in? Here's how he fit. If you and I want to know, how are we going to run the ranks with David and Samson? And our name gets like Jephthah's in there. You got to be able to look at everything you've been through yesterday and go to Tob. And let God fill in the rest. And if you'll let God fill in the blanks for your life. And let him lead you where you. That's why I'm preaching our home. That's why I preach to this church. Let's let God lead us where he wants us to go. Because your joy and cheerfulness could be where God's wanting us. I don't want to go. I don't want to do. I don't want to. I don't like this. I don't like that. Here's the thing. If we just keep going where God wants us to go. You and I are going to find the joy and the cheerfulness. and And the answers that you and I are looking for in our tomorrows. By letting God fill in the blanks. Stand with me. Musicians come. So, hand me my phone real quick. So you wonder how does a Jephthah get in the list with David and Samson? Hear me. He got in there because he let his faith Move him forward to let God fill in the blanks and not the things of his yesterday to dictate his future. So if you and I at the end of life want to be listed in the roll book of life, first of all, the man's got to repent. He's got to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and he's got to be baptized in Jesus' name. That's the word of God. There's no getting around that part. But once you've repented and you've been baptized in Jesus' name, water, and filled with the Spirit, spoke with other tongues, and you begin to live a life under the Lord, if you'll let God lead you from that turning point moment on, and not let the pain of yesterday, no doubt Jephthah could have got bitter at his mama, got bitter at his daddy, got bitter. At the, it was his daddy's mistake. How much are we living under our family's mistake? I got what I got because my daddy was a drunk. I got what I got because my daddy beat me. I got what I got because my family molested me. Don't let that rob you 
of what God has for tomorrow. What I'm preaching to you is God's ready to fill in the blanks for you and your tomorrow. Just let your faith move you in that direction. Tob, musicians, you ready? Here's Tob. I'll give you the exact root word. It means good, but the root. Bountiful, cheerful, at ease. Is there anybody here other than me that would love to come out of an uncomfortable situation and just be at ease for a little while? Where our family wants to be around us again. Come on, somebody, don't you act all don't act all holy. Your family don't want to be with you because every time we do, we fight over politics. We fight over this, we fight over the church, we fight. Why don't we learn to be at ease at Nob? And let God do what he wants to do for you and I and fill in the blanks like God knows how to do. Basically, we just gave Sawyer to the Lord. Why don't we just give ourselves to the Lord and say, God, fill in the blanks for us today. If truth worked years ago, truth works today. If Jesus' name baptism worked years ago, it works today. If holiness worked back then, it works today. Regardless of what people say or do. I want us to lift our hands all across this building right now. And I want us to talk to the Lord. Come on, lift your voices. They're getting ready. They're going to lead us in a song. But come on, this is between you and God right now. God's trying to to give somebody hope. I'm ready to fill in the blanks for your life. Your life's been a disaster. Your life's been a wreck. It's been a train wreck. You're full of bitterness and anger and pain. God's trying to tell you today, there's a Tobe experience that I'll fill in the blanks at Tobe. Just get there. Don't dig in your heels. Don't tell God no. Let God take you there. That depression will go. That suicide will go. That hopelessness will go. I could come right now and grab three of you by the hand today and say the Holy Ghost is talking to you. And I know you might not be ready. And I understand that. And I'm not going to put pressure on you. But I am from this pulpit going to pressure you in this regard. Don't wait till it's too late. Well, I, 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 I beat COVID. Yeah, but you may get it tomorrow and be on a vent and die. Well, I beat. What you going to do if the government goes into upheaval and they shut down everything? What you going to do if they make it socialistic? What I'm trying to preach to you is hope. When you put your trust in God and let him fill in the blanks. My trust ain't in no government. My trust ain't in a system. My trust ain't in man. And my trust ain't even in my my brethren and fellowship. My trust is in him almighty. That if I trust him and let him fill in the blanks, everything's going to be okay. Is there anybody here today? going to ask there's someone here today I'm going to open these altars to you first there's someone here today that you just may be struggling and you need God to fill in the blanks these altars are open to you now I know we got social distancing and we're trying to be careful but here's the thing God's reaching for somebody today I want us to use wisdom be careful 
But I want us to all come together. Those that feel comfortable, come. If you don't feel comfortable, you stay. But here's the thing. Don't let you not being comfortable be an escape for not coming to the altar. If you don't feel comfortable and it's legit, I understand and I respect that. But if it's just because there's something you're saying, you need God to fill in the blanks and I'm opening these altars. God's wanting to fill in the blanks for somebody. I'm not saying be a renegade and, and let's throw COVID to the curve. It's still real. But don't let's use that as an excuse to have an altar moment that God could give you and I strength that we need to help us. Lift your hands for those that have come here today. If you're in the pew and you just didn't feel comfortable, again, I respect that. But lift your hands. Let's let God touch you in the pew, touch you in the front, touch those in the back.